Hello, everybody. How are we doing today? Hopefully, you're doing well. I hope you're all safe, happy, and secure wherever you are at this point. Um, today is Sunday, uh, the, way we're, the day we're recording, February the 27th. Um, I am Caleb. I'm here with my friend Tim. And uh, yeah, this is the middle. Folks, we're doing something very different. It's kind of a historic day. Uh, it's been an historic week in the history of uh, our planet. Right now, Russia is currently invaded uh, the Ukraine. And, folks, it's just the saddest thing I feel like I've seen. Um, I told Tim I wanted to do things a little differently uh, for this episode. No life updates. I'm sure we'll jump into that next week uh, for our, uh, the next episode that we do. But... I, I just think that this is such an important topic to talk about that it really would probably take up the entire time uh, for us to be able to talk about anything. I mean, we're not going to talk about the most meaningful things on Earth, <laughs> but I feel like to give it an honest discussion, it's worth talking about for the entire episode. Um, I, I want to start by saying um, I have friends in Chicago who are of Ukrainian and uh, friends that are of Russian descent. Mm. And it's been interesting for me to check their social media just to see them both uh, supporting the Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, I, mm-hmm. A friend of mine who she's very proudly Russian used to post memes of Putin and, and stuff like that because Putin gave Russians pride and made them feel like, hey, we are important. They, he made Russia great again. <laughs> Even she is saying, how can I support the Ukraine? Right. And folks, I don't know about you. I'm feeling the same way. What can I do? I can. I. I. I'm not someone who believes we should go to war at all costs and start World War Three. Um, but Dad, gum. I want to support the Ukraine. I want to give some support to Zelensky, and that that guy's the most coolest person on earth to me right now. Um, and but at the same time, I actually feel very very sorry for the Russian conscripts that don't know why they're even in the Ukraine. There's plenty of these guys who've just been surrendering, saying, yeah, I don't know why we're here. I'm unfamiliar with this. And they're like 18-year-old kids, Mm -hmm. conscripted from the middle of nowhere in central Russia or even all parts of that country, and are forced now into a war they don't want to be in, all for one guy's ego. Has he lost it? I think so. There's no really concrete proof, but it's just one of the saddest things that I, I feel like seeing a country with some amazing people. I've made great friends with Ukrainians, and it doesn't surprise me at all that they're digging in and fighting for their country, just from interactions I've had with everyone who's Ukrainian, and for all of them to have the most quotable lines ever, you know, uh, Russian boat, go fuck yourself. Uh, may those guys live in infamy. Uh, there's been people who uh, Ukrainians driving up to Russian tanks saying, you guys lost? And they're like, yeah. It's like, well, I can tell you back to Russia. <laughs> just brilliant, quotable lines like that while facing danger is uh, just amazing. Sorry, long rant to start, but that's just what I wanted to say at the, at the top. Absolutely. I mean, I, I can only piggyback. I have a friend that lives on the border of Romania and Moldova. 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 Uh, and I just checked in with them and they're fine, but still like NATO, NATO is there and, you know, circling the country and, 
Yeah, just seeing all of that and the chaos and obviously uh, Ukrainian people coming into all of the surrounding countries escaping. Um, it is It is unique that we are seeing literally the whole world go, no, this is wrong, and sanctioning um, Russia. Yeah. Basically to like the Stone Age. And it, and it's sad because the Russian people, uh, from reports that I've seen, have gone like, we have no idea. And the but Russian propaganda machine is lying, saying, oh, we haven't lost anybody. And you're seeing the video footage of tanks on fire and bodies, and you're going, really? Yeah. Um, to the point where the Ukrainian people, there's a hotline. And you can call, and there's a website they just put out that shows Russian dead people. And if you're missing someone, here's a list with photo identification that your son or daughter. They've even said they want the Red Cross to come in. The Ukrainians want uh, the Red Cross to come in to give Russians proper burials to be able to return bodies to Russia. Mm -hmm. So that way they're accounted for. Because we know the Russians aren't going to account for their losses that, that just look at world war ii we do not know how many people died fighting the nazis in world war ii because the russians were so secretive about it uh that's a shame a lot it of is. people are probably not going to find out what happened to loved ones in this this war so and uh, i just hope that this uh, ushers in a new age for russia once Putin is gone, because this is his end, let's in my hope, opinion. Let's hope. I mean, the thing is, Russia has a history of only running their country with dictatorships. Mm -hmm. Be it the Tsar, be it the Communist Party, be it Putin. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, they had Boris Yeltsin for a few years, but they kind of look at that as a very bad age. And that's, yeah, part of it was because they were ran by uh, gangsters at that point as a country. Pretty much. So you... It's not really, uh, it just does not have a history of democracy uh, and free thinking, allowing differential thoughts. It's oftentimes suppressed. And the reason why so many people in Russia don't know what's going on is because of things like, you know, RT Times, which is their version of CNN, is all state ran. Mm -hmm. So they're going to suppress anything that would be negative to Putin. Uh, hence why he'll play exhibition hockey games somewhere and scored nine goals or whatever like, oh, <laughs> the the commander-in-chief at 68 years old scored nine goals against top russian players like yeah i'm so sure but right and it it's hilarious to see anonymous like attack the rt yeah and basically every channel has been playing the ukrainian national anthem and like showing footage from ukrainian sources like it, it, it's just as uh social media working in the right way have you gone though on reddit russia i have not uh i did for a little bit and it was like oh my gosh it's depressing because <laughs> if, folks if you ever want to see what a um a bot colony i think is what it's called uh where basically mm -hmm. russian backed um memes are made i think their office is in saint petersburg uh they will just sit and create memes and bash anyone that's opposing to Russia, and that's their job. Mm -hmm. If you go on Reddit Russia, that's what you'll see. You can literally see an insight into that world where they everything's ran by the state. They will only say these certain things. If you are against it, then you're lying. You are misinformed. You don't know the truth. They think that they're trying to kill... 
you know, Nazis. Nazis. It's yeah. like, okay, yeah, I'm so sure. Zelensky, a Jewish man, is backing Nazis. I'm so sure. Uh, but I found that fascinating just to like hop over and say, oh, what's going on there? And then I probably spent about 30 minutes there, put down my phone and thought, I mean, Putin still has a dangerous um, stronghold in that country. I don't know if this is really the end for him. I don't, I'm not saying that I think he's going to then take over the world and, or, or anything along those lines. I'm not someone who wants to be a doomsday person, but he made a threat to, to uh, just a little while ago to say, keep a lookout uh, uh, for our nukes, basically. Yeah, he escalated um, the nuclear threat one level. Right. Um, and the re- U.S. response was like, okay, we have air defense and we'll take care of it, which is hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah and, and as true as that may be, um, that doesn't protect Kiev. That doesn't protect... Um, Poland that doesn't protect Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania. Those are countries that are like, okay, we're the ones that are really at risk of being overran and having our entire population decimated as well as our infrastructure. Um, you know, of course, if I do believe that if Russia were to invade any of those countries, I believe NATO and the United States would act. Yep. Uh, the, I'm sorry, the EU and the United States, which is basically NATO, they mm-hmm. would react. Um, I don't want that to happen. I really don't because war, if you compare war and hell, and I posted this little uh, meme from uh, MASH. I don't know if you guys are fans. Probably a lot of you are just too old to know anything about uh, such an old show. But uh, MASH, there's a great line in there where Hawkeye and uh, Father Mulcahy are talking. And uh, Hawkeye says, war isn't hell. War is war and hell is hell. And the two, and of the two, war is a lot worse. Father McKay, he says, well, how do you figure that, Hawkeye? Hawkeye says, easy, Father. Tell me, who goes to hell? Well, sinners, I believe. Exactly. There are no innocent bystanders in hell. War is chuck full of them. Little kids, cripples, old ladies. In fact, except for a few of the brass, almost everybody involved is an innocent bystander. To me, that's the perfect definition of hell. Or of war, sorry. <laughs> but of hell, too, in some ways. But no, not really. Hell's is what it is. But war destroys the common man. Mm-hmm. It puts us at our absolute worst and forces us to just tear each other apart just so some old crazy person can either stroke their ego, gain something that they want in order for their legacy to be made. What does that matter compared to living a life with your family in peace? What does that matter compared to taking care of your neighbor? What does that matter compared to taking care of your planet? Your ego doesn't matter. And I know this isn't going to get over into Russia. I know this doesn't get to too many people out there. But I at least have to say something, maybe just for my own edification, maybe for my own psyche, so I just don't sit on my new couch depressed. This is the most, this is the saddest thing I feel like. Even for me, I can't, COVID is really, was sad and depressing. But I'm like, okay, we're going to hunker down and we'll get through this. But we didn't learn from that. And now, there's a war going on. After we've had this awful pandemic, which I guess we're not totally out of, obviously, but now we're going into urban warfare, into massive cities that are the size of Chicago. That's going to be the bloodiest part of this, is is urban warfare. Unless, of course, something worse happens, like 
a nuclear holocaust. But for me, folks, I just wanted to get all this out there because I'm sure other people are feeling like shit today. You turn on the news, be it whatever it is, and yeah, we're seeing a great fight by the Ukrainians. They're digging in and they aren't giving up. And I'm so impressed with every Ukrainian that's out there fighting. And my heart goes out to them. But my heart also goes out to those dumb 18-year-old conscripts who would rather probably just be goofing off in a tracksuit somewhere in the middle of nowhere in Russia because they don't care at all about the Ukrainians. They would rather just live a life and just say, eh, this is life and it's fine. Give me another shot of vodka and let's continue on. Mm-hmm. Instead, they got to be thrown into the front lines with no fuel, probably not enough bullets, and are just used as a human shield so that some Chechens or some you know, elite soldiers can then follow up on and figure out where the weak lines are after these conscripts get wrecked. So, I don't know, folks. I'm just in a pissed-off mood today. I can tell. Uh, the che- Chechens have already pulled out of the country. Oh, they've pulled out of the Ukraine? Yep. I haven't read that. That's great. Yep. I know that one of their generals got killed. Yep, so. and that's why uh, they were just like, oh, uh, this isn't going the way we thought it would, and they've already bailed. Really? When, <laughs> I have not seen that. Great. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, yeah. I've been reading, primarily Reddit, there's been a live thread that's been aggregating all of the news that have been sourced, and people there, and the Twitter, and obviously it's a lot of propaganda. There's a lot of misinformation, and I try a to take it all with a grain of salt. Yep. Um, so that could be a grain of salt, but I have seen reports that they've already pulled out of the country. And That's good. There's a lot of elite forces that Russia uh, has put out that have already been defeated. Um, the fact that they thought, Russian intelligence thought that it would be over within you know, less than 24 hours, and here we are on day four or five with severe russian casualties and yeah i i take some of it with a grain of salt too i i don't mind some things being put out there to boost ukrainian morale uh that aren't entirely true because uh, guess what i do want to see them free and win uh i hope Zelensky gets to go on a world tour after this and and we can all just talk about how brave he is mm-hmm. um but i do find it interesting that the chechens who fought a very bloody, awful war with the Russians. Their fathers and grandfathers were killed by the Russians, and now they're fighting with them. And they looked like a group of orcs coming out of Mordor with some of the video they showed. I'm like, okay, cool, here's some propaganda that's pissing me off too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but isn't that fascinating that they're out already? I, I hope we see more of that. I hope we see more bailing. Uh, I did find it funny, too, another video of uh, you know, a man driving up to some Russians, probably some 18-, 19-year-old kids near a tank, uh, and he said, you guys lost? And they're like, no, we just need gas. Do you have any? Or food? Or a cigarette? Or a drink? <laughs> He's like, no, I'm all out. In my head, I'm like, oh, he should have just said, yeah, hop in my car. Just leave all of your weapons. Hop in a car. We'll get a drink in Kiev. You know, and just drive them straight to the nearest place to just so that they're like, yep, they surrendered, quote unquote. You could have taken some captives. Right. I mean, the whole thing has been just fascinating um, in a saddening way, um, watching basically Russia fall on their face. They were supposed to be this elite force and the whole world has been scared of them. And, I mean, they still haven't taken over anything. Well, they have made some decent progress in um, the northeast of the country where there's not as much resistance. Um, 
their drive to Kiev has gotten to Kiev, but that's not very far from the Belarusian border. Right. Plus part of that, the uh, Ukrainians weren't going to defend because you don't want to fight too close to Chernobyl, folks. I mean, I know that you know, they took that over, but still, you don't want to be around that radiation for too long because you'll just end up turning into a frogman or, or something along those lines pretty quick. Yep. Um, but yeah, it, it has been interesting to see the Russians make less of an advance. I do wonder if part of that is we send our conscripts in first, let them take the initial, uh, uh, use them as almost a human shield and say, okay, you guys take the bullets early on and then we figure out where the weak points are and then use our uh, more crack infantry troops to um, uh, attack that way. The whole thing, though, is interesting because they can't hold the entire country. Nope. There's no way a country nowadays can hold down something as large as the Ukraine because it's too big, there's too many people there, and insurgents will just continue to rise up. Look at the United States and Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Prime example, in Afghanistan, ain't the Ukraine. Nope. They don't have the same sort of sort, like, backing. They probably, I will say, the Taliban probably had some nice backing from, like, Pakistan or maybe someone else. Uh, but um, the Ukraine has the entire world right now just saying, hey, we got some stings for you. We've got some uh, javelins. Uh, or is it stingers? Stinger missiles? Javelins. Well, I know javelins, but then the other one is, like, stingers, I, I think. think. Those are the anti-aircraft ones. Javelins are anti-tanks. Anyways, we're all learning here, right? Right. Uh, way well, more than I expected to learn about rockets. Rockets. Uh, like, Switzerland has sanctioned Russia, which I didn't ever think would happen. Same. Um, Sweden just announced they're giving more ammunition, rockets, whatever. Um, uh, I think Finland is on the docket for NATO to join yeah. NATO. And Sweden. And Sweden. And it's fascinating, and honestly, we can rat, rag on China, but China has been largely just kind of neutral. I think they've realized that any hope that they had of taking over Taiwan right now... It's over. It it doesn't look good. Now, no. they're still flying over uh, Thai airspace uh, a lot, or not, I shouldn't say Thai, because that's uh, Thailand, but Taiwanese, maybe? I have no idea. Uh, sorry, ignorant American. I apologize to all of our listeners in Taiwan. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they're still flying over there, but I'm sure they're looking at this going, all right. Now, I, they also know that we're really reliant on their economy mm-hmm. and they're all of their exports. So it, that, I feel like, is slightly different. It's kind of a cash... 22 if china does support russia that pisses off the west and then there goes their economy and yeah we would hurt inflation would skyrocket but then we'd just start opening up plants out the wazoo and then recover pretty quickly that would take some years but yeah yeah it would hurt for a while but we would recover and it would decimate china yeah we would probably have to find different places to for anything that we outsource like that it would have to go to Korea, India, um, any place where mass manufacturing can be made cheaply. Right. And sadly, those are other places that would probably be uh, exploited (laughs) in that sense. But China, yeah, China would hurt a lot with this. Um, I still think it's interesting. I did not, I knew Russia's economy was not as good as ours. I knew that it wasn't close. I didn't know that the states of Florida and California had bigger GDPs than Russia. So I saw an article, Google. 
has a higher GDP <laughs> than Russia. Than Russia, I believe it because they're a giant <laughs> gas station. That's all they really got. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sorry. Hey, I know a lot of you folks, you know, love gas guzzling cars, but this is making me go even more like, hmm, I'd love an electric car because I feel like I'd be sticking it to Putin a little bit that way. <laughs> uh, although they only give us like one percent of our gas, but even still, that one percent is still a nice little, you know. Here's this for you, buddy. Here's here's the bird for you for for that. That's right. nothing. That's nothing. Uh, I, yeah, and just the whole world and the whole West going. No, hmm. we're not we're not gonna do this. And come Monday, uh, I think Russia is going to wake up and go. I our money is worthless. Our economy yeah. is in shambles. It, I think it'll take some a little more time, maybe a, another week or two, for it to really crater. Uh, it's not something that goes overnight. It, it staggers, it staggers its uh, drop as it goes. There's different steps to it. So I think it's going to take a few weeks. I hope I'm wrong. I really hope the Russian people just, they go after Putin, tear him limb from limb and hang him from, uh, uh, St. Basil's Cathedral. Um, there's already, uh, protesting happening. Yep. That's a good start. Did you see the video of Putin talking to the oligarchs? Uh, I have not seen that yet. Yeah, it was pretty entertaining just because you could see a little bit of the fear in him. You could see him stuttering his words a lot. Uh, it was kind of an it, an instance where I don't speak much Russian. Um, very A few swear words I was taught over the years. Um, <laughs> but you could kind of see the physical toll finally taking a bit of a tax on Putin. A man who, I, I will say, I remember when I first heard about Putin, and he like dressed down the oligarchs and said, no, 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 you answer to the government. It's like, oh, wow, okay, respect. He put them in their place. Now someone with that same ego is maybe going to start seeing it turn back on him. I'm hoping. I'm I mean, hoping. In five years, maybe he's still around or something, but I really hope not. I don't know. I keep seeing like... Uh, paralleling to Hitler's last days, like he's hiding, hiding in a hole in a bunker. That's quick. Yeah, that's quick for him to go. I mean, granted, he has had two years of isolation due to the pandemic. Um, but yeah, apparently he's really worried about getting COVID. Really? Yeah. Huh. Which you can thank your buddies in China. I mean, it was either the markets or the labs that started in there, and China's kind of responsible in that regard. Either way, right. Uh, not saying the Chinese people, but the government probably should have cracked down either way, whichever one it came from. Right. But your buddy's China. Talk to them, Putin. <laughs> uh, yeah. It. Man, I just hope for the best, and that's such a lame thing to say. Well, what is the best? I mean, the right. best is Putin getting taken out. Who's going to do that? It just doesn't seem like that's going to happen just yet. I mean, I could be wrong, and maybe while we're recording this podcast, someone strung him up by his by his penis and he's dead but i doubt that'll happen i mean it's gonna take weeks but as soon as those elites uh stop like start losing their money and their economy starts falling like it's already started like the the owner of chelsea football club in london had basically had to give the club to the board so they could run it because he doesn't have really money right now yeah they're all sanctioned yeah they they can't access their money Mm -hmm. there was one uh, uh one of the uh Elite Yachts was, I think, in France, and they just took it over. Yep. And there's even, like, cargo ships that are, like, in the English can- Canal, and France was like, are you Russian? And they're like, yeah, no. sorry. <laughs> done. <laughs> You're and done. I'm impressed even a country like Turkey, who doesn't mind working with Russia, has even 
said they're appalled by Russia. Mm-hmm. They're closing down the Phosphorus Straits. Uh, so now Russian ships cannot get in and out from there. And the Black Sea as well. Yep, that's great. Um, that I will say, though, closing off sea lanes is good in part, but those sanctions are, is the bigger deal. Closing down airspace so they can't really fly out of there. Uh, it's just made Russia more and more of an isolated country. Mm-hmm. So that's where I think it's going to take weeks because the uh, I hate to use the term trickle down because that's kind of going to... The connotation, yeah. Yeah, it, it's going to be a trigger for some of our socialist friends. Sorry, folks. I'm, I'm, you know, I don't want to trigger you there but it will trickle down slowly but surely and sadly of course the lower class in russia are going to suffer the most yep they will be the ones who i mean the the upper class will figure out a way to survive somehow but once the pressure from the bottom starts rising up to the top and it starts kind of boiling at their feet that pressure is going to cook and i hope that you get to turn putin into a nice juicy lobster you know, right? Very tasty. I think you'll be able to celebrate Easter perfectly uh, with uh, a dead little short man uh, named Putin. Yeah, and apparently he's already put a lot of his forces up front to attack Ukrainian, who which has been pushed back. It's been kind of a stalemate. Um, so then, like the armchair general goes, well, what about the rest of his forces and more of the elite? And you then have to go, well, NATO. And go, well, if you put everyone in Ukraine, you're, you have no defense for your own people, for NATO, for... If there's an uprising? Yep. You have, you have nothing left. So I don't think he'll ever put the full force on the Ukrainian. He thought these young conscripts would... Run over them, yeah. Yeah, and then the support by the EU and all these other countries and the money that's flowing into the Ukrainian is just bolstering them. I mean, when, when the president goes, if you have combat experience, yes, here's some money and go fight for us. So there's already U.S. people over there. I haven't heard anything about... There is. You mean in, in the EU or in No, Ukraine? no, in Ukraine. I have not heard anything about that, so enlighten me. So, uh, the Ukrainian president basically said, if you have combat experience, whatever it is, whatever country you're in, join us. And there's already people that are marching over there, getting planes, heading that way. Um, and I, I will put on my tinfoil hat and go, we already have black ops over there. There's already special forces over there. When the Ukrainian president goes... Um, well, when the U.S. goes, hey, Ukrainian president, uh, we need to get you out of here. This is too dangerous. And the Ukrainian president goes, no, I'm staying with my country. That tells me, oh, there's already elite forces over there ready to grab him at any moment's notice. Um, you know, maybe. Officially not there, but I, there. It maybe. <laughs> I... I, I see that as a possibility. It, that is tinfoil hat speculation. One hundred percent. And there's no authority. I have seen some articles saying there are combat veterans over there. So respect to them for sure. Um, it's going to part of this too is very different because I do believe that the Russians have tried to skip a lot of mid-sized towns in order to get to bigger cities mm-hmm. like uh, Kharkiv I believe is how it's pronounced uh, Donetsk I know is a big one that they want in the east because that's where the quote 
uprisings that are that are definitely Russian backed. The Russian backed uprisings in the east uh, in the Donbass region is is definitely a thing. Um, but now they're getting to Kiev, and that's where they're stuck. It's once they're getting to these big cities that are turning into these cauldrons that are probably going to be turned into mince meats on both sides. Mm-hmm. Because the Russians have artillery, mass big artillery. They've got air superiority, so they'll be able to destroy, turn things into rubble. But then they don't, though. They're they're trying not to at this point, but they can. Once they start launching that massive artillery, they'll be able to wipe out lines. Hopefully, then a second line can hold because you have to send in troops at some point, mm-hmm. and that's where things will get really ugly. The Russians have not really put their full weight into this yet no they're just sending tanks with no support yeah and you need artillery in order to be able to support a tank assault you need air uh, air support as well to be able to take out a lot of the uh, um i mean they don't have it doesn't seem like the ukraine has a lot of artillery at this point they've been getting more and more from the surrounding countries. Yeah, but tanks really can't do the job that you can with artillery and... um, I mean, we're five days in and Russia still doesn't have air support superiority. See, okay, this is one of those things, modern age, I've heard they have air superiority. So, uh, do they or don't they? I don't know. Yeah, who who knows? It could just be 100% propaganda Mm. on either side. Yeah, exactly. So, um, it's... There's something I was going to say, and I've already lost my mind today. I'm. Uh, I will say, folks. A couple days ago, I woke up at three thirty in the morning, and I have not slept much since. So, uh, eh, this happens. This is just normal times with Caleb. Uh, lack of sleep, no fun. Um, there was somewhere I was going to go with all of this, but all I just. Uh, we're going to edit some of this out because <laughs> it's just me going. No, that's fine. Yeah, appreciate it. Um, are you looking up to see if there's the air superiority? Um, I'm looking up. This is from uh, the British Defense uh, Intelligence as of, I think, yesterday. Uh, Russian forces are not making the progress they had planned. They're suffering from logistical challenges and strong Ukrainian resistance. Russian forces are sustaining casualties, and a number of Russian troops have been taken prisoner prisoner by Ukrainian forces. The Russian government has reported restricted access to a number of social media platforms and a probable attempt to conceal details regarding the situation in Ukraine from their own people. Mm. And that is from the Ministry of Defense in Britain. Mm. Okay. Um... Yeah, I'd have to dig into more uh, more articles from, obviously, sources. That you uh, trust. I, that you trust. And when the British intelligence says something, or the U.S. intelligence says something, I, I tend to believe that a little bit more. Right. Um, because they don't really have cause to lie. Mm. Um, because even if Ukraine gets wiped off the face of the planet and Russian takes over as a public government, they're still surrounded by NATO. Yep. So, okay, great. You just now surrounded yourself again. You brought NATO to your borders. The thing is, though, I think what Putin was thinking there is Ukraine and Belarus become then the buffer states in case NATO ever invades them. Which, in my head, I'm like, why would we want to invade you? Mm. We don't care. Like, in all honesty, if there was a a Russian-NATO alliance, like a full-on alliance... 
that would be great. Like, okay, hey, cool, free trade. We'll be able to help each other out. But in Putin's deranged mind, it's we have to make Russia number one. It's somehow this crazy competition. I mean, granted, we're in America, so we're doing good here. I don't care if we're number one or number five. That doesn't matter to me really that much. I know other people it's different. But with Putin, you see this obsession to be number one, and it's leading him into war at this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. So now, in my head, I just think, why worry so much about that? If you work with other countries, you'll be able to get everything you really want at a cheaper cost and live a healthier life. It's that it's got to be that own Russian propaganda of remember the glory days of the Soviet Union where we owned half of Europe. Even still, if you call that a glory day, unless you were a Russian in Moscow or St. Petersburg, you really weren't living the great life you wanted. You had to say you were living a great life because the KGB was everywhere. Mm -hmm. But unless you were someone within the party at the top, you weren't living a great life. The lower class still lived in awful conditions like many of them do nowadays. So I just don't get how it's the glory days. Okay. Yeah. Your government was feared, but now we're not really fearing your government. We just feel sorry for your people. Yep. I feel sorry. I I remember seeing this video of these, they looked like they were 18 or 19. These two kids, Russian kids that were picked up somehow by the Ukrainians. And they were they were asked, you know, why are you here? They're like, we don't know. Do you know where you are, Kiev? They're they're like, nope, you're not in Kiev. It was some other part of uh, the country. It's like these are. This is just your normal eighteen year old kid. That if he was over here, uh, he'd be more worried about TikTok followers. Uh, and then that kid's probably more worried about TikTok followers uh, than he is about uh, the glory of Mother Russia at this point. Yeah. Yeah, it's so crazy. It's it. What do you think of the peace talks that are supposed to happen tomorrow? Well, so I saw a report where uh, Russia is just sending in more tanks. Because it's a ceasefire right now, I do believe. No, so it's no. not a ceasefire. The Russians have said they will not let up while these talks can, uh, start. So they're just ushering in more forces, which, again hearsay grain of salt uh, ukrainian forces have been just allowing these tanks into their city and then blowing up the fuel tankers yeah <laughs> because Which is good. that's a good strategy because there's nothing the tanks can do yeah let them yeah. run out of gas and then they're stuck there uh-huh that's actually a really great strategy so bravo <laughs> to uh, uh whoever thought of that that's really great to see so who knows what these peace talks will be i imagine putin will just go uh unconditional surrender and ukraine is going to go uh no you got a plan b <laughs> you know come on you want to talk about something we'll share a world cup come on let's work together but no nah, that won't i i did think it was interesting israel said hey you can have negotiations here if you want and in my head i go oh i'd love to see russia say we were protecting against neo-nazis say that in israel right say it there then I'll be like, oh, look at the balls on that one. Uh, but I'm not going to believe that uh, at all, obviously. I'm sure there are neo-Nazis within the Ukraine because I, it's all that happens in Europe. And it sucks, but it is a part of Europe. I mean, there's neo-Nazis here. In America, yeah. It's we fought the Nazis. Right? <laughs> they did too. <laughs> People are... Man, 
and like what Trump is saying. Uh, yeah, uh, that's another tangent. That fat bastard. Fuck him. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know that's rough language, but I'm so mad whenever he called Putin a genius. Uh-huh. Oh, eat a bag of your wife's dicks. I don't care. Right. Ugh. So I, it's going to be fascinating on multiple fronts to see what happens to the world, Europe, but selfishly happening what's, what's going to happen in our own country with all the support of Ukraine and seeing the Republican leader, Trump, go, yeah, I still support Russia. Mm-hmm. You're just, especially if Russia loses, that's the death nail for Here's the that thing. party and Trump. Yeah. Like, I just don't see how... I don't see Putin saying, pull out the troops. I don't. Because then if he does that, what happens to him? It's going to take Putin losing power slash getting murdered by his own people. Yeah. Um, and I think we're a ways away from that personally. That's just, I hope I'm wrong. But It could be days, it could be weeks. If the economy tanks the way everyone is saying it, it should and it would. You know, it could be days, it could be weeks. Like I said, I hope. Fingers crossed. I just don't, I don't see this ending unless, yeah, Putin's taken out. Because it's not like he's going to go, ugh, we have all of these losses. Apparently they're willing to lose like 50,000 soldiers, no problem. They're willing to chuck 50,000 lives down the drain like that. Um, that's pretty telling for the mindset. And if the reports are true of 4,800 uh, 4, Russians are have been killed, mm -hmm. that's a pretty staggering number. Granted... That's if they're saying that's killed, then you're looking at three times that number wounded, something along those lines. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I believe all of that. I think it could be close, but probably some of that number's propaganda. Um, I I just don't see Putin saying, "Up, oh, nope, we've had enough, let's leave," and then he gets taken out of power. I just think it's going to keep on going for a while, and I just hope somehow Zelensky and all of those Ukrainians can just keep fighting and we can keep getting stuff over to them so they can dr just drain Putin of resources, which is a terrible way of putting human lives. But sadly, that's what he, he's made them, a resource that can be bled out. So, so to put it in perspective, um, as of July 19, 2021, according to the U.S. Department of Defense casualty website, there were 4,431 total deaths in the Iraqi war. Wow. That's pretty telling. But here's the thing. Putin doesn't put lives uh, at, uh, at a standard that we might put a life. 100%. But I'm saying it's four days. Yeah. Five days. I, I, I've lost track of time. And this is the entire Iraq war. Yeah. That, that is staggering how many deaths that truly is. Yeah. And such a short amount of time. I do hope that um, the Ukrainian wish of getting the Red Cross in there does happen because that's huge propaganda in of itself. Mm -hmm. That then gets the information to those Russian families to say, I'm sorry. We have buried your son. He has passed. And, you know, here is whatever uh, belongings we have. Because then that's going to inspire a whole lot of anger, hopefully directed at Putin. I mean, mm -hmm. granted, some are just going to be like, he died for his country. I'm proud of him. And, you know, God bless you. We all cope differently. Right. Um, but the reason this war has started is because of a land grab idea by Putin. That's mm -hmm. all it is. He wants to figure out 
any way possible to expand his economy, which is very Hitler-like. Yep. Hitler literally couldn't get his economy to really run like he wanted to, and he knew he needed his Lebensbrom, his living space. Putin's doing the same thing. He did it with Georgia. He did it with Chet. Well, he didn't do it with the Chechens, but he did it with Georgia. He did it with Crimea, and now he's diving headfirst into the rest of the Ukraine. He's just going to keep doing it. This guy is liter- is is doing the same tactic of Hitler. Yep. Only um, the entire EU is going no. Stop that and sanctioning. <laughs> Stop that. Sanctioning the crap out of them. Um, and. and I will also push back on people to go, well, why isn't the U.S. stepping in? Why isn't the EU stepping in? It's because Ukraine is an independent country. Yeah. They have no ties to NATO or even the EU. Which they try to get into NATO, and I think NATO messed up by not adding them. I, I don't think they tried to get into yes, NATO. Yes, they did. They, they did? did? In 2015, I think it was 2015 or 17. I think it was an odd number. That's all I got on that. But okay. they applied to get into NATO. NATO just kind of sat on it for a while. Now this happens. We also had that, that President um, Trump, which probably had something to do with that. Um, so he tried to get that information out of uh, Zelensky. Hey, can you help me investigate Hunter Biden? And I'm sure in his head he's like, the hell does that have to do with anything? Uh, who do you think I am? Although uh, I think they, there's been suggestions Hunter Biden had some sort of connections in Ukraine whatever right um i don't think trump's work had anything to do with the i I with nato how so how does so if you look at nato and even the un and this is the sad thing about everything that goes on in the world is so you look at their numbers just how much money they get nato and the un 90 percent of it is u.s america sure you can't tell me and full hat adjusting that that money doesn't give you power i do think it does give power i just don't see how i mean we've we've been without trump for over a year but this was in 2015 when nato uh so they've just been sitting apparently on being uh allowed into nato right so it's just been sitting there and actually if it was 15 then i think uh, uh obama would have been office i think it was actually 17 um even Zelensky said recently, hey, NATO, do you want to add us now? Right. Which would be terrifying. And it, it, right now. I think it's right now they're not going to do it because then it would force them to all go to war right yep. now. Uh, I just don't know why we didn't do it earlier. That's one thing I'm very curious about is are, were we all that worried about Putin to begin with that just made them say and, and there's and actually Ukraine is, isn't even part of the European Union. Nope. And they've been wanting to be a part of the European Union for so long. Yep. Uh, honestly, I feel like the I, EU, NATO, and of course Russia, everyone needs to apologize to the Ukraine right now. Yep. Well, the EU, EU and of course NATO and um, the UN has been giving support to Ukraine out the wazoo. So. Um, yeah, but they wouldn't have had to, I feel like, if they had maybe done something like just put them in, in allow them into NATO, allow them into the European Union, and then if Putin did anything stupid, he would have then had to have take on everyone, which he might have done. He might have done still. I, I don't know, because then you leak into nuclear uh, war, basically, and yeah. the Holocaust and Doomsday and all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's the scary thing about this whole thing, is if Putin does go crazy and attack a NATO nation, 
That's where we're three. Yeah. One hundred percent. Like there's and it, are we going to then start turning knobs or is people going to go, No, absolutely not. Yeah. And it's just going to be a bloodbath. Yeah. That it's kind of sad when we have discussions like this and go, I hope for the bloodbath. Ugh. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because if crazy stuff happens and people start turning knobs, I believe you, America will be fine and we won't get nuked because of our air defense. Uh, yeah, hopefully. 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 Yeah. Um, but, but still the ramifications to this earth would yep. be catastrophic. 100%. Yeah. They're already worried about Chernobyl. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they uh, apparently shelled Chernobyl. For whatever reason, yeah, some shells got off near there. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I pray. See, here's the thing too. That shows the ineptitude of the actual Russian military to not recognize that as a danger to yourself. You're coming in, heading south. The wind currents are going northwest, mm-hmm. so you are in the line of fire for all of that nuclear waste. Yep, you're going to turn into frog people or the stone people. That's what it was from Game of Thrones. Stone, stone people, people, you yep. dummies. I think it's more of just posturing and a threat. Like, if you keep messing with us, we'll destroy everyone with Chernobyl, I guess. I well, don't that, know. Here's the thing. That thought's been in the Russian mindset for a long time because Nikita Khrushchev wanted to come up with a bomb that would destroy the world if he was worried that America and the West would invade Russia. He's like, well, I don't want them to take over. So if they take over, I want a bomb created that would destroy the world. And I think the top scientists there were like, oh, not going to do that one, Krushi, but you know, take care. Uh, so that mentality, though, has been a part of Russian leadership for a long time, is if I, if I can't have it, no one can. Right, and I wonder how much of that will be, um, oh, what is Rogue One, uh, that scientist, where he installs the uh, thing in the Death Star? Dude, that's your world. I'm sorry. I, I can't, I can't help it. you at all. So I wonder how much of that is just going, oh yeah, well, deliver you the most big i'm using air quotes the biggest nuclear bomb ever and then it's kind of a firecracker and it doesn't do anything i mean i would hope i would hope it'd be more of a <laughs> than, right than anything a, a fart you know it'd be great if it was a fart bomb just a just a smoke bomb that's <laughs> i would prefer a fart bomb because if something just you see like ah and then <laughs> like that's all it does is the world would be like Oh, we can all, re- it's like, a, it's, that would be like letting out a fart. We're like, oh, it's a relief. It wasn't poop. It was just a fart. <laughs> like I, I saw uh, footage of them, um, moving their missiles. Their, uh, what is it? Their international ICBMs and everyone's going, why? They're intercontinental. You don't need to move them supposedly. Yeah. yeah. So why? Oh, it's propaganda. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's maybe doing that to strike fear in more people. So. And it's propaganda. And I saw one American general go, yeah, the parades that they do, a lot of their tanks probably don't work, probably are rusted out. And what you're seeing in these parades are the ones that do kind of work. Well, <laughs> the theory is, too, that they might be taking a, a page out of uh, Mussolini. Uh, Mussolini one time brought Hitler to, I think it was Rome, for a military parade. And he didn't really have enough troops. So what he would do is he would have these units walk right past wherever they were. And uh, then they would just almost do a loop. Mm-hmm. And then they would just give them a different flag so that they were a different unit. And then they would walk right back around half an hour later. And they just kept this parade going for a while. And Hitler's like... 
you have a lot more troops than I thought. Way to go, Benito. Anyways, and that was, th- they might be doing something similar. Similar. To just be like, hey, look how powerful we are. And it's like, I saw that kid 25 minutes ago. Hey, he's not a, a Marine and a Naval officer. What are you doing? Was that tank made out of cardboard? Yeah, maybe there's <laughs> there's some of that. I mean, North Korea is infamous for doing that when they show off their rockets and you get these literal rocket science going that's an impossibility and that doesn't even make sense that's a non-working rocket yeah, and i hope that those those guys are just like shut up we're doing that for help to help you guys we don't want to destroy the world that's my hope is is that uh, oftentimes i do get kind of concerned whenever i see parts of the media not all of the parts of the media will say like um you know we see that you're hunkered down former uh, the former president of uh ukraine was uh talking i think it was on cnn they were asking him like you know where are you right now and he's like he just did not answer that question which i'm like why would you ask that why would you ask for exact directions for where the person is they can pick up cnn the russians can figure out a way to check our news i'm sure they're they're checking it out yep uh they probably want to know oh okay so we're saying that but what are they saying okay cool yeah that's probably how many are dead so um, it just ticks me off whenever uh, people try to give out exacts. It's like, are you doing good with weapons? What do you need more of? It's like, okay, we can give some of that information. Where are you? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Do not ask that question. Bad media. Right. And uh, I think the president, the Ukrainian president said, turn off your geo positioning on your phones. Smart. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of people, and again, social media, all you can do, like, you can get on Twitter and start looking at Ukrainian sources and seeing, like, the stuff that's happening over there, and it's just fascinating and crazy. I don't remember this, like, a little bit of this happening in the Iraq, in the beginning of the Iraq-Afghanistan war. Uh, towards the tail end, like, even in the 2010s onward, there wasn't a whole lot going on over there. Occasionally, there'd be a skirmish that you could watch video, but not, like, this yeah there's a bunch there's a bunch yeah i do i i always love finding those videos though of just ordinary citizens going up and talking shit to the russians it's like you guys broken down yeah oh you need gas i don't have any gas but i can tell you back to russia it's like brilliant brilliant please keep up just that awesome trolling that you're doing there uh normal ukrainian citizens love it uh there was one uh brewery that just started making molotov cocktails yeah wow and <laughs> like thousands good good yeah. i mean <laughs> there's people the ukrainian citizens going this is how we make one. Oh uh, yeah well, <laughs> it, i will say an, an interesting thing about reddit too has been seeing some just shared information on there uh-huh. uh i saw I, i've been following world news a lot me uh, too on reddit which has been a good one i also found reddit war which i will say um an interesting mix to say the least mm-hmm. uh you'll find the russian propaganda on there and i'm sure there's ukrainian propaganda on there as well mm-hmm. but i did see uh this former u.s marine and i figured out it was a marine because a he said it but that doesn't make me believe it right. so i went and looked at his post history and it's all former military stuff that's all he talks about and he gave 26 different ideas for Okay, if you're in combat, do this. And it's like, he said, this is for the Ukrainians out there. In my head, I'm like, well, the Russians could probably read it too. But still, the offer of trying to help out some way has been fantastic. Mm -hmm. And then even other people would say like, oh, and to add one more thing on what he said, yeah, don't hang out near the doors because of blah, 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 blah. And then try to do this instead. It's, It's been interesting to see that shared 
sort of like, okay, we can give them some information like this. I, I did see one post that was how to take down a tank, and it gave like a whole bunch of suggestions. And then a, the comment underneath that post was, that's great. Can you put it in Ukrainian? <laughs> Next comment, all in Ukrainian. Wow. Yeah, it, it's fascinating. Like simple stuff like putting soap, like dish soap down on your concrete and or your stone work because then tanks can't get grip and they get stuck and there was some veteran that was like yeah just put like a a diesel like soak a blanket in diesel fuel and put it over the intake and it renders them pretty much useless wow yeah like just fascinating stuff like that like i'm reading this on the internet like i i feel pretty confident we could probably take down a tank (laughs) we've learned enough to do it Am I, I don't think I'm athletically gifted enough to do that, like to run anymore. I used to have a decent uh, sprint speed. Nowadays, I'm like, I can run for distance. That's all I can give you. Not top speed. That's gone. It's just the fascination of social media and, and websites like Reddit that you're seeing all of this stuff in real time yeah. happening. When do, how, honestly, though, how do you think this ends? Like, I, I'm hopeful. I, I think Ukraine will push back russia um and i think given a few days a few more weeks maybe uh we'll see basically the russian economy collapse underneath itself with all the sanctions and hopefully uh they just take out putin whether it's through you know murder killing him hanging him or they just get rid of him in power and exile him basically you know, like what they did with napoleon I wish I was that I, I, optimistic. I, I because I'm seeing the money and the support and uh, from the EU, from NATO, from the UN, all supporting Ukraine. Uh, that's why I'm so hopeful. Yeah. When we have all these surrounding countries going, what do you need? When, again, I mentioned uh, U.S. might be there. I'm, I'm speculating that they are the elite forces because they're telling the president of Ukraine, like, hey, if you need an out, we have an out for you. And he literally says, no. I don't need a ride. I need ammo. <laughs> and President Biden signs an executive order. Here's $600 million. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and people online, I saw, like, why don't you give them ammunition? Well, uh, we can. But what is going to be faster than buying it from Romania and or Poland and or the EU or us driving or getting a plane and then going over there? Right. Right. So I I really see the support and even protests in our country that are happening in Canada that are happening. All over the world. There was a hundred, over a hundred thousand people at the Brandenburg Gate in Berlin. Right. That's great. And and I will say Germany really let me down in the beginning where I was like, okay, maybe the Germans will wisen up, but they looked like they were going to keep that pipeline. They shut that down. Mm -hmm. They are actually giving for the first time since... World War Two. They're actually exporting weapons. They're now they're yep. also increasing their military budget, which is probably smart at this point. They never wanted to do more than two percent. Now they're jumping past that by a pretty good amount. But that's it's making sense for with what's happening in the world. Why you would want to jump to that sort of <laughs> conclusion? I'm not as optimistic as you, honestly. I don't think it ends in an, a few months, just because this can't go wrong for putin and this can't go wrong for the ukraine 
So you have two desperate sides that are going to want this to succeed one way or another. I do think that sooner or later the Russians are going to take Kiev. I hate it, but I think they will. Hopefully Zelensky can live and can continue to keep his government going. Uh, if he's killed, I do think he becomes a martyr for Ukraine and maybe a rallying point for a lot of the world and, and for Ukrainians alike. I think that's part of the reason he's like, I'm not leaving. I can't do it. A, for I got to keep running this country. And B, if I go, it's going to motivate a lot of these people over here for sure. Um, but also, I think that Russia isn't just going to stop after the first hurdle. They can be pretty resilient people. Look at look at World War II. I mean, granted, this isn't the same generation of folks. But in World War II, they lost the most by far. Mm -hmm. They got slaughtered, and they were the ones that got to Berlin. Mm -hmm. I I just don't see them quitting without doing a whole lot more damage to that area. Granted, the economy is going to tank, but I don't think that's going to stop someone like Putin from continuing it, what could become a total war, which is horrifying. But. Horrifying. I think um, we have to look at the major differences between World War II and present day of the economies being more interconnected than they ever have been in the history of our world. Um, and I think I'm placating or leaning more on the selfishness and greed of the elites going, Oh, this thing is now hurting me and my family and my bank account. This has got to stop. I hope so. But it, I because we're so interconnected now that, so even, even, if this goes out longer and we have sanctioned Russia basically back to the Stone Age, in my estimation of how I'm reading the situation, that's still going to hurt the EU. That's still going to hurt those surrounding countries because they're reliant on some of Russia's stuff and they've cut it off. So now you're upping the pressure even higher. And now the EU is going, oh, Russia, you, you got to stop now. So now we're going to start maybe even getting more combat sending troops over under Ukrainian flag. I, I, I really think this ends with Russia getting pushed back. But that won't that takes a long time, man. It takes a long time. That's but why, I, that's why I'm I'm leaning more towards on the greed, just seeing how the world has gone in the last couple of years even. Yeah. With as soon as you start hurting rich people, stuff stops. Yeah, it, money <laughs> talks even in war, but I will say you you mentioned it's the mentality difference between like World War Two and now. The man that's running Russia has and an older mentality. And now his oligarchs might look at things differently. You start hurting their pockets. Yep. I think you're going to get a Julius Caesar moment. But also this man has isolated himself pretty good as well. So it, if it does happen, it'll be super dramatic. Mm -hmm. and It'll make for a great documentary one day or even a, a, a great uh, <laughs> movie like Downfall uh, or something like that. <laughs> what did I be... read that was kind of comical? Uh, I can't wait for Jeremy Renner to play the president of Ukraine oh, <laughs> and man. win an Oscar. <laughs> I would like that. I could see it. I mean, the guy's a former actor. <laughs> let him play himself. <laughs> right. Uh, let his kid play him uh, whenever uh, they, they get older. The dude uh, is only 44 years old, by the way. He's young. He's young. And it's great that he's he seems pretty energetic. I think the last video I saw of him, that man looked tired. So hopefully he's able to rest at some point. I, I did watch a recent video either last night, maybe, um, where he's talking about all the stuff that's happening and he smiles. Like he's like, oh, you, you think you're doing good? Yeah. Okay. 
Nice. Mm. Yeah. Nice try. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, I, I'm very hopeful. I think Ukraine is going to pull out of this, and I think they're going to repel Russia. Well, this just in, uh, Russian top general sacked. So they're bringing in a new general, uh, the Russians. Which does not bode well. Um, on, so. on all sides, if Putin is now going, you're not doing enough, you're fired. You're not doing enough, you're fired. Uh, it's just going to create more confusion and the logistical nightmare for already what's happening with Russia. Yeah. Um, so that does not, that's not going to go well for the Russian military, in my opinion. It doesn't bode well, but it does depend on who's brought in and their tactics that they use. Uh, if, if a new general does come in, and folks, I'm sorry to be a pessimist. I think my brain might just be, a, <laughs> uh, I'm not able to focus on the positives right now. Uh, but I, I just see a general being sacked, and it makes me think of like um, uh, the Civil War. You drop all of these different generals, you bring in Grant, who brings in a more Total War style to the Civil War, and that ends up turning the tide. Not that I think it would bode well for like Russia in the long run, because like I said, Russia can't hold the Ukraine uh, even if they invade and, and you know run over all the armed forces that are there. That doesn't mean you can hold the country a la Afghanistan and the United States. Um, but a new general can bring new tactics that can be very dangerous. So and or or worse, maybe it goes. To, maybe it becomes like Burnside and just does really stupid. We need to do. We need to talk about Ambrose Burnside on uh, the BS podcast. In my opinion, okay. Uh, or it could just be like uh, New General comes in and goes, "No, I'm not doing that." I don't think Putin would put someone in charge like that, though. Who? It it all depends on what happens and who is his military advisors. And if he's already getting pressure from certain people, he could have a coup on his hands. He could for sure. Uh, uh, my, my hope is Putin's like, I'll take over. And then everyone's like, Oh, we'll watch. Well, no, that might be really bad. Cause then it'll be like, so we're going to nuke these 18 cities. You're like, Oh gosh, <laughs> I, I don't, I, I don't think that'll happen because it's obvious that they want that. Yeah. Um, as far as they want the land and they want the country, uh, you don't go nuclear warfare if you want that. Uh, it could be a possibility of, oh, we're not going to get this, so we're just going to wipe everything off the face of the earth, and then you have the Holocaust and yeah. the U. Yeah. All, all I know is, folks, I think this was important for us to all talk about, or I think it's important for us to all follow this as well. Mm-hmm. We're all going to get fatigue at some point, and I get you have to log off or, or turn off the TV and, and watch some HGTV or Food Network, <laughs> Netflix, whatever you got to do to get away. But this is obviously really important. The, the continent of Europe hasn't seen anything this big since 1945, so it's, it's just worth... I think chatting about no, not as much silliness today. So it's, yeah, it needs to be talked about and we'll probably be talking about, um, world war one and the BS podcast, because I think Ooh. that's relevant. I kind of the history of World War One and World War Two, and doing an ongoing series because start the Franco-Prussian War. That's where it really gets started. Okay, <laughs> maybe you're like that's not as interesting though. <laughs> I mean, it is. In you know, I once wrote a paper that <laughs> talking about World War Two that Germany should have gone into World War Two. I wrote a paper like defending Germany. How did that feel? So I went with. 
the whole my whole introduction was you have to delete the Holocaust. Again, not being a Holocaust denier, but saying if the Holocaust wasn't a thing, Germany really had an argument to be made to start World War II. What France did to them, the Versailles Treaty, or the, how do you say Versailles. that? Versailles Treaty, and the sanctionings, which is scary too because what we're doing to Russia, they had an argument. Now, granted, you bring in Nazism and the fascism and the kind of just deteriorates the argument but that was the argument that i was trying to make if you take away the nazism and hitler that's and, so tough to say though like 100 yeah but then looking at like the actual facts and going oh that actually raised why hitler was to get power and yeah i mean the versailles treaty led to but the reason why the french put the versailles treaty on the germans and i'm not saying it was right i actually think the versailles treaty is it's the sole reason for world war ii mm-hmm. uh is it, it if there had not been a versailles treaty i think there wouldn't be the power vacuum for the nazis that's my personal take mm-hmm. but the reason why the versailles treaty was put into place was because after the franco-prussian war the newly formed german state made france pay for the entire war yep. which just decimated their economy so then when they won world war one they're like all right now we're going to make this even bigger right and so that's what led to to that happening i also think we should talk about ambrose burnside because he was so stupid dumbest folks do yourself a favor google ambrose burnside and learn about the dumbest general i in american history at least <laughs> So I, I think we're going to talk about that because, um, again, the ramifications, what we're doing to Russia with the sanctions could start. Well, something. hopefully, like, if the war ends, we just pull back on the sanctions. Yep. And we just say, okay, hey, we are, as this progresses on, here's the timeline for when we remove these sanctions. We see this, we do this. We see this, we remove this. Mm-hmm. That would be what I would say is the right out for this because you don't want Russia to, yes, feel like Nazi Germany or yep. or dejected France in 1917. So Right, and I think it's important to talk about these things uh, with the history of what happened in World War One, and then the sequel. Let's not, let's not go for a trilogy. No, let's not. Let's really not. And honestly, I, for the longest time, was worried about China and Taiwan more uh, because they've been wanting Taiwan really bad, and they're flying over just this tiny little island um, that if they decide to invade, that could cause a lot of problems in the world. We would probably go and defend Taiwan, I would, I think. Um, excuse me. Japan probably would. Korea probably would. Excuse me. It's just, didn't expect Ukraine, of all places, man. And it's sad because Ukraine and Russia are tied together so tightly culturally. Mm-hmm. Many speak Russian. They they enjoy the same foods and they have Russian culture started in Kiev. It was called the Kievan Rus. They were the same people. And then these princes moved into Muscovite territory, aka Moscow, and they came from the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. They settled in Moscow. They were it, it's like they're cousin countries. And this is happening between them because of one man's drive to create some sort of empire. I, I'm blown away by, by greed. Yep. Which is what I'm relying on to end this whole thing. Let's hope. But yep. uh, I think we're going to call this one now, folks. I hope you're well. Everyone stay safe. Tim, I love you. Love you too. God save the Ukraine. For Corey. Hey folks, if you're tired of feeling like shit like me, 
you can actually give back. We can give money uh, uh, to help the people in Ukraine. Uh, UNICEF USA actually has an opportunity for you to be able to uh, help Ukrainian children, those that are in need. Uh, just go to UNICEF, look up the Ukraine on their website, and they will be able to help. You'll be able to help out, give to the refugees that are there, support people that are actually in need. I don't know about you. But it's pretty easy to just sulk and watch the TV, read something on the internet, and not do anything. This is our opportunity to actually give back to people in need. So go to UNICEF USA. You'll be able to find all the information you need about giving. I'm going to do it today. Also, uh, if you go through the Canadian Red Cross, they'll match your donation one for one, which is amazing. So you can donate to either one or both. I suggest both. Not a problem if you do both, but please, folks, just give. The world needs it right now. A little love is going to go a long way. 